This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, May 10th, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. President Obama has named Solicitor General Elena Kagan as his next pick for the U.S. Supreme Court. Ilya Shapiro, senior fellow at the Cato Institute and editor of the Cato Supreme Court Review, offers his assessment. She's the first uh, female Solicitor General, meaning the government's representative at the Supreme Court. Before that, she was the first female dean of Harvard Law School, where she did a wonderful job as an administrator, uh, hired some conservative faculty, uh, promoted collegiality, built some bridges, improved student life, was just a a very good dean and respected by uh, faculty and others on, on both sides or all sides of the ideological spectrum. Uh, before that, she practiced law briefly uh, at a firm in, in at a good firm in D.C. Was in the Clinton administration's White House Counsel's Office. Uh, was a professor at the University of Chicago and Harvard. Has a, a distinguished, prestigious record. Clerked for uh, Thurgood Marshall on the Supreme Court. Did a stint in Oxford. Anyway, you know, had a lot of credentials. She hasn't published as much as. Um, most professors of her standing. That's probably in part because she was uh, thinking, uh, not even in the back of her mind, in the front of her mind, that she wanted to be uh, a Supreme Court justice or at least a judge and didn't want to write anything that was controversial. So her few law review articles are, are strong, uh, but not really indicative of how she'll uh, she would rule on the uh, the hot issues of the day. All right, so we're back to sort of square one for Supreme Court nominees answering questions vaguely with, in some cases, deep records. Uh, her record is fairly thin in terms of just articulating opinion. That's that's right and and wrong. I mean, she's not a cipher. Right? She's a she's a standard liberal. Uh, not not nearly as as radical or as bad as as Obama could have nominated. I mean, he could have gone with Harold Coe or Cass Sunstein or somebody. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think we'll gain much out of the confirmation hearings. Uh, it, it'll be another process of saying a lot without saying very much. And she is politically savvy and uh, courteous and judicious, if you will. Um, so we'll probably learn more about her personality and her intellect. Uh, but I can't see her, you know, coming down one way or the other on the constitutionality of Obamacare, for example, uh, or what exactly the president can do with uh, detainees captured in Afghanistan or something like this. In light of that, can any comparison be drawn between her and John Paul Stevens? Uh, she'll be similar to him on a lot of issues um, because of her views on executive power in in this. A uh, law review article called uh, "Presidential Administration" that she wrote, uh, as well as her time in the executive branch and defending the Obama administration's policies, it's possible that she would be more solicitous to the uh, executive on foreign affairs. That's just speculation; nothing to exactly uh, indicate that. Uh, a little interesting wrinkle is her performance in the year that she spent as Solicitor General. So far, she's argued five cases to date. Uh, lost three of them, and uh, two more decisions are, are yet to come down. Um, not necessarily because she was a bad advocate, although I would argue that she's probably actually better suited to be a judge than to be uh, an advocate. But in Citizens United, uh, the campaign finance case, and United States versus Stevens, the depiction of animal cruelty, First Amendment case, she took positions that I would say uh, were not strategically sound. I mean, she could have defended the government's position and the laws that were being challenged without uh, taking positions that I think were legally weak uh, and probably lost uh, what support she could have had. In Citizens United, for example, 
um, she rejected the rationale that the court used in the 1990 case of Austin versus Chamber of Commerce, the one that was being relied on, that the court was considering whether to overturn or not. Now, as soon as she abandoned that rationale, which, by the way, is the same one that President Obama likes about having uh, corporate interests not uh, uh, drown the voices of individuals, you know, this equal playing field, you know, she said that that was not right. Um, as soon as she abandoned that, then there was no further reason for the court to uphold that old case. So that might have been uh, a strategic flaw. And then in the United States versus Stevens, she essentially said that the protection for free speech um, varies inversely to the social value of that speech. So it's kind of a balancing test that I guess judges are supposed to make. And that's, that's dangerous because it's the unpopular controversial speech that precisely deserves more protections. Uh, and indeed, in her writings on the First Amendment, she actually has written a fair bit about the First Amendment, uh, she uh, comes out in favor of censoring certain types of hate speech and other types of uh, what she calls harmful speech. So that's one area I think that the uh, senators might gain traction if they probe deeper. Uh, one thing that uh, is being talked about, I've been watching various networks uh, all morning, this issue about her not having judicial experience. I think that's actually a plus. Uh, it used to be actually unusual that we had a full bench of former judges, but now it's been almost four decades since William Rehnquist was nominated straight from the executive branch, like Kagan is. I think it's, it's good to have uh, justices still being lawyers, but from different walks of life. Now, that doesn't mean she's uh, got the common touch of a local politician or something like this. She has spent all of her time, if not in the judicial monastery, then in the ivory tower or in the government, you know, not exactly glad handling with the ordinary citizens. Uh, but uh, hopefully it will add a, a different perspective. So, you know, from our position, maybe we'll be uh, disagreeing with the standard uh, pro-government line uh, in a slightly different way, uh, which you know, might make our job a little more interesting, if equally glum. Ilya Shapiro is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute and editor of the Cato Supreme Court Review. You can get your copy of the latest review at Cato.org.